Mr. Grow It from the Stash Podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? Do you want to get your hands on the latest From the Stash merch? Check the links below, get the From the Stash store, and go check to see the latest drop. We appreciate all the support, as always, and we will check you in the next epi. This episode is brought to you by AC Infinity. The Ion Beam Kit is AC Infinity's full-spectrum LED bar lighting. This kit includes a lighting controller, four LED grow light bars, and four steel bars that allow for flexible mounting on any part of the grow tent. Its unibody housing and aluminum board feature full-spectrum Samsung LM301H white LEDs. And the beauty of it is, you can integrate this with all the AC Infinity products in your garden. And if for some reason you don't already have the Controller 6.9 Pro, well, this kit includes an innovative controller that features four brightness intensity levels and four daily timer settings. This LED is not only efficient, but very affordable, especially when using that discount code THESTASH15 at checkout. Can set, transition us into our story today because it's like, I feel like that's the problem is it's getting harder and harder and harder to find good quality that hits all the check marks. You know, it's either, it's either really, really good looking and shitty and horribly priced or it's reasonably priced. It's horribly looking and horribly tasting. It just never hits all three. And I don't know. What do you think? Do you think that means the uh, the death or collapse of the weed industry? What do you think? Honestly, man, I think it's it's a uh, same with growing and same with with uh, dispos or, or stores or whatever the fuck you want to call them. Michigan, you can't call them dispensaries, but yeah, provisioning centers. In those cases, you got to look at it like this boom that happened. So during the the Rona, we had the grow stores exploding. I mean, all time high in business because everybody's trying to grow. They're home posted can't go anywhere so they're doing what they can do the dispensaries also they're essential businesses right they're all essential employees so they're open and they're flourishing and then all of a sudden things change things teeter off and now all of a sudden uh joseph says it's not a pandemic anymore so everybody's chilling back to work everything's normal and these businesses no longer are hitting that crazy mark they were before so is it a collapse or is it a stabilization or a re uh restabilization of the market I think that's more my, my thought process. How about you, Phyllis? Yeah, it's, it's, it's really interesting to think that the legal weed industry would be collapsing, right? That there would be a decline because, you know, we work in the industry and folks that are, are tuning into this podcast, they consume or they grow themselves, right? And you would think that with the laws happening, more and more places legalizing, that business would just keep on going up and up and up. And that would be the way now as states continue to legalize, that business would go up and up and up, all the way up till federal legalization. It would continue to go up, uh, and then maybe at that point, kind of flatten out, uh, but and then slowly gain. We're not seeing that, so I can't even tell. <laughs> I'm not going to release any names of companies, but there have been multiple companies that have reached out to me this year and said that they have seen a strong decline in sales. I'm talking lighting companies equipment companies, companies that work on the consumption side of things, they're all seeing a huge decline in sales. It's nothing like it's been before. And uh, companies are closing down now. Lux Lighting closed down. They're done. Wiped out. So they have seen a dramatic loss in business to the point where they can't even keep their doors open anymore. So they have to close down. And I have a feeling there's going to be several other companies that are going to join forces that are going to do the same thing because we're seeing such a decline across the industry. So um, it's, it's hard to think that that's actually happening. But this year, 2022, it is happening. Not going to say it's, it's going to be in 2023, but this year there has been a huge decline. So 
Yeah, dude, well, so- what's crazy is Lux sold for $215 million in January to Hawthorne. So part of me is like, did they close because of they're not selling enough or did they close because Hawthorne is redirecting what they're doing? Because it's the same with like Grogen for, or for uh, gross or gross stores in Michigan. They're buying them all up, but also now they're closing a bunch. That's it. So it's expansion or, or are they tightening up? They're tightening you know? up. Yeah, you, you kind of touched on it. I'll touch on both that. The, the last thing you, you just mentioned, Rob, is, you know, Hawthorne purchased it for $215 million. Actually, shout out to Chris. I covered this story earlier this morning on my channel as a short. Um, but the, 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 what I, what I'm seeing is it's, it's Hawthorne. They've got money to burn, man. And they're not, they haven't just purchased one lighting company. How many lighting companies does Hawthorne own? own. At least three. So it only makes sense that if you're going to, scoop up all the competition you're then going to determine who is the competition you know uh if if one company doesn't seem to have what the other one has then they're going to remove it they're going to consolidate it you know they're going to take professionals from this area and implement them in this area and push them over and so on and so forth um is it good is it great is it bad i I, like i said in my short i think only time will tell you know i don't think big money is bad i just think how you use it can be bad so uh that that's that's kind of the thing i think it's more of them just trying to to buy up as much of the competition as possible now this isn't the first time we've seen this before um if we recall uh the gold rush uh there was a time when you know a few people found a little bit of gold up north in alaska and next thing you know thousands people quit their jobs they left everything behind to go find gold before the gold was even found or, or before the masses really jumped on it, the price of investment for people to find gold skyrocketed. People were throwing money at it, hoping that they would be able to be the ones or get the people that would find the gold. Well, it's the green rush right now, and it's the same thing. Before anyone has found the green, we're all throwing money at the situation to anyone who gives you the best sales pitch. You don't have to be a good investor or a grower. You don't have to be a good businessman. You just got to give the best sales pitch. And, and you know, if you can, then you can take in the most amount of money. And that doesn't mean it's going to work. And I think that's kind of what we're seeing now is, you know, is this mass excitement about an industry by everyone and their dog. But the reality is, is that not everyone and their dog can participate in this industry. It needs more than money. You need knowledge. You need connections. You need to understand the market. There's there's a lot that goes in. You got to know how to grow the weed in a lot of cases, too, because it doesn't grow on trees all by itself. So, you know, that that's what I really see is happening. It's the green rush and everyone is going towards it. But at the end, only a few are going to be the ones that can handle it. Well, we oh, go ahead, Chris. I was going to say there have been a lot of people that I've come across that work in the industry, you know, whether I be take on a sponsorship through a brand or talking with a brand about a potential sponsorship or MJ BizCon the past several years where I've been and just talking with these folks. A lot of folks don't even smoke. They're not even from like the industry and they're, they're coming in from a completely different industry. They're trying to take what they learn there and implement it. Some of it is successful, right? They're able to successfully implement, but a lot of things just don't actually jive with this particular industry. And I think probably Rob can probably speak more about this than, than me because now he's working uh, with a commercial facility and he deals with a whole bunch of companies across the US um, and I'm not sure if it's international as well, but uh, yeah, I mean, the amount of people that don't even consume but are working in the industry, I think that's harming things as well because they don't have a true understanding of of what's going on. That's so bad. 
it's so bad. The majority of people don't consume. And if they do, it's very, very, very light, very light. But yet they're the decision makers in a lot of cases. But I think the biggest issue is it's everybody wants to like increase their margins. It's all about margins and margins and margins. We can get the most out of everything instead of having a better product and process. And then the price can make sense. That's where I think it is, is the biggest focus. And you see a lot of commercial grows different than, uh, let's say, like grow stores, where commercial grows try to do the most right out of the gate, as where a lot of grow stores were like laundering areas for fucking home grows, you know, in caregiver systems. So they, they didn't want to blow the fuck up. They just wanted to do decent. But when it goes to the point where you can't make any money and can't put in orders for these products or companies are closing down because like Lux and stuff, because they're not meeting their margins then those companies can't exist. As we're a commercial grow, you can keep going and just pivot and, and work with the market. But if you're not in the market, you don't work with the market. You just literally go with dollars and cents, profit and loss statement, and not really looking at uh, the community. They're looking at the industry. Now, with Franklin Fields, a company I work with, they started as caregivers, so they had knowledge that they brought into it. But at a certain point, some of it, I feel like, got hung up at being in that early 2000s caregiver market of HIDs, weight, initial quick smell without the long-term cure and look, you know, cause that's what sells. And then putting in genetics, no one's ever heard of because as a caregiver, your patients are going to keep coming back to you versus as a business, you got to kind of go with what the market wants, but also bring good quality product. So that balance is really hard to find on a commercial level. Cause you need to meet numbers. You need to provide product that's quality. You got to pass testing, which is a bitch in a lot of cases, compliance, all these things, but then go back to your roots of having good fucking weed. That's the number one thing. And that's what's missing in most cases. Just not having good weed. You nope. can learn your process and all that, but you growing good weed is growing good weed. You got to get that down first. You know, I often get asked like in the comment section or, or people, the statements in the comment section that legalization is the collapse of, of the weed community market industry. As we start to put more ta taxes and regulations and, and restrictions on it, you know, it ruins that that laissez-faire, the hands-off, the the kind of just the peaceful, a hippie appeal of weed, and what it's kind of the the culture that it's held onto for so many years. So, does is is legalization in its in its form leading to the death of the industry, or can we use it as a tool to bolster the industry? Well, I think it's being abused and it's because they set these, these restrictions where you got to have so much liquid assets. You can't be a felon, even if it's a stupid felony. You can't uh, have so many different situations that will keep you out of this market. And it's really been, they disenfranchise the cannabis community. Like they, they make it so we can't get into this shit unless we know a rich person, unless we can have a random backer who's going to help us and, and take care of business. Because like even on the black market side or, or legacy market, we'll say here in Michigan, uh, they're like trying to compete with the commercial grows and vice versa in terms of like they want to have that purple bud the you know the names of what like crazy exotic names that don't yield a whole lot but they still want to compete in that market but it's like you guys are aiming for not us you're aiming for cannabis curious and you're aiming for people who aren't already here and it's disrespectful in my opinion versus looking at legalization of saying how can we get these people who've been in it and move them up to the point of being the 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 leaders of this space they should be the leaders of this like you and I should be running this shit. Like now that Trey and Wink are in with us, it's like I walk into the, the company. I'm like, boys, we, we got a mission here. And this ain't just for us. This is community. Like we, this doesn't happen. 
this opportunity for people like us to get into this space. It doesn't happen. I don't know anybody who was like, been doing this for years and finally found this family company of caregivers and we're good people who pushed us into this place. It's, it's rare. So it's like, this could be the pivoting moment, but not every state has that opportunity. Not every place does. And that's why I constantly push for people in the chat and all the viewers, shout out Games of Snakes and there's people who just came in over on Twitch uh, to, to put your hat out there, man. Your fucking Instagram could be your portfolio and your resume. Oh, uh, it is in many cases. It shouldn't yeah. be, but it can be. Um, but yeah, I want to take a moment here. Two things. I just want to say, yeah, huge shout out to Games with Snakes over on Twitch, guys. If you don't know, if you're watching this on YouTube, we actually stream these episodes live on Twitch every single week. You can come to check us out Thursdays, typically around 1 p.m. Central, 2 Eastern, and 11 Pacific. And uh, you can come influence the conversation by just participating in the chat. Uh, Games with Snakes over on Twitch awesome guy just hit us with a raid huge raid tons of people watching we appreciate you for coming in here man that's a lot of love we appreciate you so we're over on twitch at from the stash and if you guys are here on twitch we're actually over on youtube at uh, from the stash uh, you can come check us out and uh yeah come listen to us and come see the edited version of these of these videos um yeah. chris did you have something to add because i do want to just touch on what rob said touch on you go first um, touch on everything I think I think you're right. Now, when it comes to the idea that the position of legalization is being abused, but I also think that we're seeing that cut that that turn is happening now. The Chads, the Brads, the Karens, I'm sorry. They took they took control of this industry at the very beginning, you know. And and, and what do I mean by that? That's the investment money. That's that's the money that took control of the industry at the beginning. No one knew what they were doing. They just had money. Money doesn't grow weed. It it doesn't. No, at all. And we started to figure that out. And I'm starting to notice now that that pivot in Canada where the legalization is realizing, okay, there can't be this many restrictions. It has to be open to everyone. It is good that we're still trying to get to the moms and the dads that aren't in the industry because we want them. We want them to, cannabis is good. You know, despite what you might be hearing from other, other people, it, it's great. It's medicine and it's, 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 it's something that should be celebrated. But at the same time, there's already a culture that has already existed. We've already built an infrastructure. This legacy market exists and has existed. And in fact, it has regular forms of competition. You know, you're not the only one selling, you know, your product. You got the guy down the street. You got that guy down the street. You know, that guy down the street. So you can't charge 25 bucks a gram because it just won't, you won't cut it. It, it has to be 10 bucks a gram. It has to or less or it won't sell. So the market already exists. It's just we're putting the wrong people in charge. You know, we had the we had in, in Canada, we had Tony Blair, which was the chief of the Toronto police running the cannabis legalization committee. It's like, what the fuck does he know about we cannabis? This is the guy that's, that's literally uh, imprisoned people for medication. So what the hell does he know? Nothing. But but now that this is that pivot I'm seeing, because now we got a guy like Rob working for a marketing industry or working in the industry where it's like, wait a second, now we're taking a guy from the culture, from the industry, from the community, and we're going to see if maybe he can reevaluate or take a look at this and see if we're doing okay. Sorry, long winded. Yeah, no, I appreciate that, dude, because like, I've been incarcerated for, I spent my whole fucking teenage years in juvie over small amounts of, but I mean, a little bit, uh, small amounts in terms of harvests for people, but that's irrelevant. Statue of limitations. The main thing is, in this day and age, it's 
it's not as worth getting into it. Just like people are like, man, what's your first tip for being a content creator, you know, for your plants? And I'm like, uh, just don't do it. That's probably the best thing. Just like when people are like, man, I'm going to get into the, the legal industry. It's like, make sure you have a passion for this shit because it's not about the money. Trust me. I'm seeing the profit and loss statements. I'm not going to put people's business because I got NDA, but it ain't about the money, baby. It's about uh, helping people. It's about doing something you're passionate about, going to work and not feeling like you're at work and, and doing what you've always wanted to do if you're a grower or consumer and helping other people with it. It's like, that's true wealth, in my opinion. If you can get paid at all and do that, it's, it's amazing. But the grow stores are are struggling more than the commercial spaces, in my opinion. And that's us home growers. So that's what's crazy to me is like, how are they struggling so much? What are we doing different? I will say the the revolution, so to speak, of organic growing, massive. And I love it. But it's hurting a lot of these grow stores that rely on your, your everyday nutrient guys. LEDs that don't need bulbs that are being changed as often. Why are you going to the grow store? You don't need it. Most grow stores don't have those. They don't have these brand new LEDs. They got a couple of them, but not the chilled tech or not a spider farmer or mars any of these you know so it's like the grow stores are hurting i in my opinion more than commercial grows are commercial grows are doing okay they're just a lot of them are greedy and they just want to make 500 500 to 600 percent markups taxes are a bitch restrictions are a bitch i mean for example we're getting fucked with with my company for using the word dispensary describing our place as that because you're not allowed to according to the cra which funny enough p how dare you runs our cra is a director uh, or was a director or the leader of fucking uh, the Detroit Police Department. So great guy to help regulate here in Michigan. You know, perfect. Even on the content creation side of things, we're, we're seeing a decline, right? I mean, all three of us, our views have gone down this year, you know, and it, it's, it's an indirect correlation to what these companies are experiencing on their income statements, right? Uh, and I think it has to do with a couple of things. Number one, oversaturation. You've got more and more people coming in trying to create content, right? So uh, I think that's one thing. And just less people being interested in it, you know? And, and the, the laws aren't changing as quickly as we would like it to go. So we are seeing that decline in popularity. Uh, but hey, maybe if laws start to pass, uh, we will we'll start seeing those spikes again. But I think I can speak for all three of us when I say that we've seen a pretty significant decline this year in the number of views, comments all that stuff so yeah and the the thing is though is it, like it there was a time when you could enjoy freely putting this kind of content on the internet you know it, there was a time believe it or not it was pre-2018 and there was no worry in the world in terms of i never heard of age restriction i had never heard of you know um uh suppression i heard of it i mean but i just i mean i hadn't experienced it as a creator before and then 2018 came and and things changed things changed a lot and so you can you, there's a number of factors that go into that but i i strongly believe that as we it's it's the same year that canada went legal believe it or not um that was the year that canada legalized recreational cannabis for the masses and again multiple variables but it seems as if you know perhaps a corporate opinion kind of had something to say in regards to whether or not this is something that should be enjoyed or not you know so yeah th there was a time um but i i, I definitely I, I don't know if it's because of like lack of interest though because yeah, i just i, I just hindrance. I just feel that, yeah, when, when, when you have to walk through a brick wall to get to the other side, you know, I, I, it, 
I don't think that the excuse is, you know, interest. I, I sorry, that was a horrible analogy. I just think that like, <laughs> I, 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 I had no, no sense. That was, that was a good rip. I'm just thinking that like the interest is there. It's just the people aren't able to watch it is what I'm trying to say. There's a wall. They're, like they can't see what's going on on the other True side. True story. Yeah. The age restrictions, the suppression that's yeah, going that's on with all say. these platforms. Okay. Yeah. No, you bring up a great point. Maybe that's it. That's probably the biggest thing because when my video is not age restricted, I, it does great. When it's age restricted, it doesn't. It's pretty, pretty straightforward, it seems, you know, but it's a bummer because it's, it's more of those things. Is it like, is it being hindered by a conscious mind or not? Like right now I've got a shout out to Christopher with two F's and a K uh, over on YouTube. He's my plug right now on YouTube working on getting me a plaque, getting a little silver plaque because I guess I did. I was approved. I qualify for it, but there's an error, some sort of technology based thing that will not allow me algorithmic. to do it. Which then again, okay, you and I kind of had this kind. Now this is like we're is a, this is tinfoil do right. I I think it's algorithmic, man. I I honestly don't believe there's a human that's stepping on the cannabis industry. I believe this is just what the corporate algorithm has been set up to take down. You know, when you have such in, now again tinfoil stuff, you've got huge influence from companies like Pfizer, Johnson and Johnson. These these kind of guys, these guys, these companies have interests in the pharmaceutical market. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like they also have very large pockets when it comes to influence and lobbying governments. So it's like, again, I don't want to get into any real conspiratorial stuff, but it's like it, it just makes you question whether it's really because because you think it's like who runs YouTube? People in California who smokes weed? People in California. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like it, there's almost a disconnect. There's something else at play and i i I don't know how to explain it that doesn't sound like i'm coming up with some weird conspiracy it'll all come out eventually it's just problem is is we're again we're a disenfranchised community you know it's like the the whole cannabis community has been put in jail and prison has been fired from jobs has lost their children have lost their assets have been shunned out of society over a plant and we're still now as it's being legalized are getting fucked with so it's 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 frustrating Really for us. So will legalize Chris? Will legalization no, change? Will, will legalization change that? Because I feel like without see again, the, here's the liberal in me, and I get I get a lot of criticism for this, but it's like I do believe in proper regulations. I do I do believe that there should be a market that people you know it should be a fairly even playing field, and then people can go from there. You know what I mean? I don't think that you should have an extraordinary fees for applications for example and why are there extra because there's no set fit there's no set regulation there's no set amount saying that you can't pay more than a million dollars to get a license to be a a a, a a a huge farm you have to jump through these ridiculous hoops to get to the and why and this changes every time there's a new government every time that there's a new cabinet or a new council or a new, it changes well if you just set it in fucking stone and say it has to be this way no one can influence that so uh, again, it's that's that's like a that's a very mundane version of what I'd like when it comes to regulations. But I, I do think legalization would allow that you know some some positive regulation that would allow for a free market. You know, and and if you don't think that our free market is regulated, you've got another thing coming. So it's like I just add it, put it in. That's all I'm saying. Is just treat weed like everything else. Everything else is regulated. Just add it in there. So. Well, it's like another, you know, I guess this is Michigan only, but other places probably deal with this too. We've got this piece of shit company called SkyMint. Oh, it's uh, Green Peak Innovations. 
and they own a bunch of different dispensaries. They purchase mom and pop ones, good people's places. They lobbied against uh, growers with an organization called the MCMA, trying to change our rules and our, our regulations that we voted on. But they know better because they, you know, are boys club. So these fucking assholes, they've stacked their licenses so they can have tons of different dispensaries all over, like two or three in one city. And they bought, a, you ever heard of Aldi's store? Do you got Aldi's around you? Is that just a Michigan thing? I've heard of this. Heard of it. Yeah. So it's like a, a small store, like a decent chain of stores. They bought their distribution center for a fucking factory, a weed factory of mids. It's crazy. A whole factory of straight up mids. And for some reason, people who I fuck with, even goblin motherfucker, quit going there, will go to that fucking dispensary and support them. And a lot of it is about, well, we can't vote on a lot of things. We can use our money how we want to use it. And so if we stay the mom and pop way, if we stay as legacy market as we can, or if it is a dispensary, it's one again, like Boko, a little biased because I fuck with him, but one that's for caregivers, that's about caregivers and patients, and that shows love to the community versus dealing with some shit that's like literally multi-state operating companies who don't care about you, who don't care anything about the plant, the product or anything. And the person who's running it doesn't even smoke. So it's like, we can control that area. It's the same with, with going to grow stores. Like, know the grocery store you're going to. They may be connected to a larger company that's owned by another larger company that's a big piece of shit, and we're just funding them by going to get our needs and essentials because we got to get it. But there's other options, and I think that's the only way we could do anything nowadays is redirecting our energy and our money to help the better ones that need it. Even if it costs just a tiny bit more, it's going to be something that's going to help. I mean, as a home grower, like, Spend a little bit more money on the local one that you can instead of trying to just order everything on Amazon. You know, I, I know I've stopped ordering shit from Amazon and specifically as much as I can try to get it from Trey at the grocery store, which now he's not at the grocery store. He's with me. But yeah. I think overall legalization will help increase the, uh, you know, interest or more and more people will kind of come on board, right? Because there are some people out there that since it's illegal, they shy away from it. So once it's legal and approved by the government, then they'll go towards it, right? So it should spark interest. It should uh, spark more popularity or, or whatever um, in the industry. But one thing that I think that could prevent with the collapse, and Pete kind of already touched on this a little bit, is the the laws behind it, right? I mean, you, and you touched on specifically the cost to get into it. Right, thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of application fees in order to get into it. In my state, you need two hundred fifty thousand dollars in your bank account in order to even be considered to own, to have your own dispensary. The number of licenses are limited, and by state to state, it's not consistent. Um, so there's no consistency. I'm seeing in the dispensary, and Pete kind of already touched upon this a little bit, which was like the twenty five dollar gram versus the ten dollar gram, and some companies are lowering the prices, but I do see price gouging happening with some of these companies, right? So $80 ace, I see. Like, what the hell? And then you're seeing other dispensaries saying, oh, well, they're selling an eighth for $80. I'm going to sell an eighth for $80 too. So like some of these companies are kind of teaming up. I know this is highly illegal. You shouldn't be doing this, but increasing prices altogether because they're getting, you know, they're spending all this money on application fees, licensing fees, uh, taxes, uh, they've got all these pressures to make more money to increase their margins. And um, yeah, unfortunately, it would be good to legalize. It just needs, we just need better laws to make things more fair 
So that will actually lower the prices in the long term, make things better for the customer long term, rather than seeing an increase in prices and trying to see companies increase their margins or make up for their lost costs of taxes and so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah. There's eighty dollar ounces here in Michigan. Like the price, the state to state is nuts, bro. And nuts. this is, of course, this is a great argument to why no matter what happens, you should be growing your own. And I think that's what gets us age restricted so fucking much is because we are advocates for gardening and cultivating your own product. And and again, like this is something that I get I get criticized a lot for is how much I'm in favor of legalization regulation. We're just talking about the 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 price to get in to play the game. Let's let's pivot 100 percent and say, well, let's talk about the quality of the fucking product at the end, man. If you had rate, I get I get frustrated about this because people just can't get it through their heads that people aren't in this in this for your best interest. Once they get interest, once they get into this, it's profit, 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 profit. That's why there needs to be this kind of regulation around around uh, construction agencies, around medical medication, around the food industry. Just think about if there was no regulation on what people could inject into your steak or your beef, your cow, your chicken. That's the sip three of the exact same thing. Your your fish, your chicken. It, people are doing it, but it's not being fed to the masses because it has to go through a, a very rigorous uh restrictions it's got to go through testing quality control there's a ton of that that does not happen in the cannabis industry at all there's this product that's plucked from a tree put in a bag and sent to your local dispensary for you to pay 80 and eighth for fantastic little do you know they, they use radiation to help speed the curing process or they sprayed a bunch of pesticides during flowery it's because they had some kind of bug like there should be some rule out there that holds people accountable if you're going to poison people it's that should be against the law you know, and, and it not necessarily is. So that's the thing that, that I think that we can point towards getting to a, a, a system that supports good quality product for, for people. It should be, that should be the two top things, the, the person ingesting and the, the product that they're ingesting. That should be the most important thing every single time. And it's not. That's why, in my opinion, the industry is on a collapse. It is falling in inwards because it's not the people that consuming the product that have the biggest voice. It's the people selling the product that have the biggest voice. And that makes no sense to me. Well, I couldn't have said it any I'm better gonna, myself. I'm going <laughs> to counteract that and say, actually, there's the most vigorous, restrictive, crazy testing ever from here to Canada, hence that remediation shit. Because if it comes up with any slight drop of anything, it won't pass testing and can't go to market. So what happens a lot of times is these guys will slide it through by paying a shady testing company, which there's <laughs> companies who do that, and they'll pass their shit even though it's not testing to pass. But otherwise, you'll see that remediation because what they'll do is before they send it in, they'll essentially nuke the bud so that way there's no trace of any sort of microbe or, or bacteria or anything, and they could send that out and it'll pass testing. But it also fries everything else off. People will buy remediation machines to use in their grow because if they don't and they get it negative test or a positive tests send it back they have to put that on their package that it was retested so then people won't pay as much so it's like so, so, so you're telling me that country. happens across the country yeah like almost every state has this it's it's like they're adopting what california every done. single dispens I, I, every dispensary across the country is doing this for the most part but like i said most of them are able to there's these fucking places these testing facilities i, I don't that think that's like, the case i honestly don't think that i don't think that most of the weed that's being smoked in a dispensary is going through half of what you just described. Look it up. Well, yeah, sure. We can read that. 
But I'm, I'm just but what I'm saying. If like, you're telling me people are paying the, for shady testers, yeah, what yeah, makes yeah. you think that they're not smuggling weed from some fucking place in Cambodia? Because that's like that's what they're doing here in Canada. They got busted in 2014 for getting weed from the states to to sell on the streets, and they didn't get in trouble for it. Places probably doing it, but there hasn't been any caught doing it. The main thing is, is like you'll go to these little. I'm not going to say names of places, but some dispensaries that have uh, a lot of stuff for dirt cheap, $3 a gram all the way up to $10 a gram, and there's shit that's so moist, you're like, what the fuck? How did this pass testing? And like, oh, it probably didn't. They probably right, right. paid that company extra. Th this is, this is, there should yeah. be a consistent process from, from, the, from, the, from the moment you put a seed, to, even before that, to ensure that the environment is even regulated. It should be from seed to soil, or from seed into soil to harvest to... to, to to the shelf you know there should be that st stable regulation and if and if i see in the comments says yep the big ones do this p oh great what about the rest of them what about the rest of them what about the what about this craft what about like the the, the lower priced weed that's on the shelf why is it lower priced if it's lower price or, or what about the weed that's being shipped over to the uk is that is that is that pri premium weed or is that like we have this company in Canada called Winners, where they just sell really high-end clothing, but that's the shit that the threads broke on the machines, and they like the shoe will fall apart as you're running mid-step. Yeah, it's Gucci, but the glue was no good. So yeah. it's like, is that the same thing that's happening with 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 weed across the state? We we don't have this steady sure regulation. And then totally right. once you have once if you say yes, we do have that. If you have that, I mean, and it's there, but it's not good. That, that's 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 it if we yeah. have this it is not this is not a good process then because then it's over regulated which is even worse than under regulated because it's over regulated for whom so anyways anyways much well, less conversation but but that is who's it over regulated for not the consumer because what happens is they be with the crazy taxes the crazy restrictions who gets fucked in the end the person getting the bag the seed the light the soil whatever it is who gets screwed? Always a consumer. We put tariffs on another country. Who gets screwed? The consumer. It, this is just what it is. And it, this keeps going back where this industry needs to get to the community because there's people here who will spend tons of money happily, whether it's for their own grow or to help fund someone else's grow. Just want to be treated properly and taken care of properly and not lied to and have to double check their shit and look at something on a shelf and then get a whole different thing and it not weigh correctly. Or, I mean, I've had literally situations where there's been grams and grams missing or a whole ounce missing at places before where i'm like what the fuck how am i back in the streets because this doesn't happen at professional places i don't go to walmart and all of a sudden half my groceries are missing I'm like oops sorry it's like what the fuck or all of a sudden the food that i picked up they swap out with some moist shit or some overly dry shit that has no smell i'm like hmm, why do i have to do that why can you buy, you know, alcohol and go home and it's the same flavor, Captain Morgan or beer? But my flower, I got a question. Again, that's the home grow argument. Home grow, home grow, home grow, but it's not as easy for everybody. So people need to tighten up, man. This industry's not I don't think it's collapsing. I think it's tightening. And I think the the cream's gonna rise at the top. I'm hoping. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I sure yeah, hope what so. a conversation. What a great conversation today, huh? It was, yeah, it was, and of course, like any conversation, uh, we want to ask pass the question to you guys. Uh, a, a lot of a lot of interaction in the chat here today, here on Twitch, and and we appreciate it. Some agree, some disagree. We want to hear from you, whether it's in the comment section on YouTube, whether it's here on Twitch, anywhere. Uh, please feel free to leave your opinions. Um, if you're watching here on Twitch, we're over on YouTube as well from the stash. 
Um, I, it's just from the stash. We sh we shed the podcast part, so I, I hesitate <laughs> every time I say it. So it's from the stash. Come check us out on YouTube. And if you're on YouTube watching, we go live every Thursdays at about uh, 1 p.m. Central, 2 Eastern, and 11 Pacific. You can come check it out with us at uh, twitch.tv slash from the stash. Thanks to all the love in the chat, too. We appreciate the subscriptions. It's gone crazy. Ohm Grower came in. Oh, I, again, I want to give a huge shout out to Games of Snakes for that raid. That was really huge. But uh, yeah, should Another we cap this one? Too. Oh yeah, and uh, Enigma Clouds. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, do we want to? We do do one? a smoke sesh after the fact here on Twitch. So uh, stick around if you're on Twitch. And uh, yeah, Rob, yeah. wants to say so. Rob. Well, with that being said, it's your boy Rob Pigeons, Mister Grow It, and Wink on the ones and twos. We appreciate you guys. We'll see you next time. Stay lifted.